Hello everyone, welcome to Club Reset. I launched this new podcast a couple of months ago, exclusively for paid subscribers to The Reset. What you're about to hear is an episode that first went out in July. I'm making this episode available to everyone now, just so you can see if you might like to become a paid subscriber too. It's just £5 a month, and in return for that, you get the normal podcast a day early, plus this exclusive Club Reset podcast every Friday, which, as you're about to hear, is a relaxed chat between a group about all sorts of different mental health matters. It's fun, relaxed, and I think a lot of listeners find it really useful too. If you upgrade today, you also get access to bonus newsletters, live streamed events, and also early access to all the usual stuff. It's a steal. The best thing is your support will help to keep the reset going. I love doing this and I hope you love listening and reading it all too. So enjoy this episode and click the link in the bio if you'd like to upgrade or just visit samdelaney.substack.com. Here we go. Club Reset. Club Reset. Club Reset. Hello everyone and welcome again to Club Reset. Uh, I'm Sam Delaney. I'm joined as always by Dan Foley. Hello Dan. Hello Sam. This of course is our uh, our sort of chinwag group chat mental health regular for members of Club Reset. Thank you for subscribing. Um, Spread the word if you're enjoying it or even if you're not. This week we've got a special mate and someone who's been on the Reset podcast before. Um, we're delighted to have him here with us for the chat. It's Mr. Paul Danan. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. How you doing? Hi, Dan. Hey, sir. Hey, Paul. Paul's, Paul, you're in uh, you're in Bristol, aren't you? That's where you live these days. Bristol crew. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in to our little share. Um, we've got something really, I think, really important and interesting that we thought we'd start talking about this week. Dan, tell us what it is. Yeah, well, this week has been a hot one. And as everyone knows, it's due to be record-breaking next week. And with that, not only do we get our dose of sunburn, we get um, a lack of sleep. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when it's hot, we've got no air conditioning in this house. And sleeping at night is a nightmare. But it got me to thinking about how I underestimated the value of sleep in my life in general. And when I had kids... You cut that with that comes. In fact, I was reading about sleep and mental health before I came on here. And some of the questions were, uh, do you have children? Are you staying up and partying a lot? Are you stressed? All these things can contribute to a bad night's sleep, which can exacerbate everything. And it's like, yeah, I had all of those. And then Mm. some, I was living off very little sleep, you know, some nights, none at all. And um, the, compound effect of that the the impact that has on your mental health is unreal and i see it not only in myself now but i i've got a mum who's got alzheimer's and i can tell when she's had a bad night's sleep because the difference between her after a good night and a bad night is insane and that's the impact it has on us you know we're like mobile phones we need recharging and Mm. if we don't get that sleep, that good sleep, then there are all sorts of like things that happen to us mentally and physically that mean we're not functioning at our best. And I've paid no respect to that at all for many years. You know, I've worked hard, 
played hard and thought that, you know, there's this idea that sleep's a bit for wimps, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the Margaret Thatcher sort of like... Uh, yeah, that, little that power naps, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought we could discuss... <laughs> Of the world, like you know, he he gets up very early, uh, five four in the morning. You know, goes to bed at works till late. You know, and I'm like, wow, I need to be like him. But Who, it's true. Who's that? Who did you say? Kevin Hart. Oh right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a yeah. popular one now. The four a.m. start, isn't it? The power yeah. start. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get ahead of the game. I mean, it's another sort of part of that whole myth or like that culture of like be you know sort of the grind and being like more productive than anyone else. And, and, you know, all of that sort of culture to me just contributes to poor mental health for so many people. And this, and you know, the lack of sleeps. Yeah. Massive. I mean, when you're a teenager or when you're in your twenties and you're partying, blokes just like pride themselves on how little sleep they have. They pride themselves on it. Mm. I mean, I I remember being away once uh, it was sort of, it was a work thing. But it was with a, a um, it was like a famous guy, like radio guy, and he, he he did a breakfast show, and I was away as a journalist writing about it, and he would they would make this show, and then afterwards they would all go out drinking, and he would like sort of call his staff out on who went to bed like first, so there'd be a contest, right, and he would you would literally be out of favour. To the earlier you went to bed, so it was a contest every week to see who could go to bed last, yeah. and it was it was always him, right? And I don't think there was cocaine involved either, as far as I could see. I think it was just booze, right? Uh, so in a way, it was impressive, but it was just sort of like that whole macho thing of whoever stays up latest is the most impressive. Man. He was on the old pro plus, wasn't he? He must have been, yeah. <laughs> but I just fuck it. I mean, I love a kick now. I, I kip in the day. I love to sleep at night. It's my favourite thing. It's I consider it almost like a hobby. Um, yeah. Paul, well, I can imagine you've had a, a lot of. Uh, what's your? Uh, hang on, here's a good question for Paul Denan. What's the you longest you've gone without sleep? Uh, uh, so I knew you'd go there with me. I've got so much going on in my head right now yeah. because there's so much to answer to Dan. And but the longest I've probably gone is about I think uh, it's probably three days. Yeah, three three days, maybe maybe touching on just about to get to four. But the worst thing about it is, and it's the most dangerous thing, but bar taking drugs is that one, especially if you are taking drugs because of the lack of sleep. But honestly, you actually hallucinate. Lack of sleep really caused me to to hallucinate so badly and 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 be in such a bad way. It. it, it I can't explain how damaging it is. It's like it, it, it can become uh, very frightening, and 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 then you realise, whoa, I better go to sleep now. Like this is getting this is serious, you know. Like because the drugs stop working anyway because you've not slept. See, drugs work better when you've slept. Drug mm. works better, but drugs work better when you've eaten, you know. So, like, if you don't eat or sleep for three or four days, it's so damaging and it's so, um, like, the brain can become so uh, warped and, and, and you know, that kind of, I don't want to say psychosis, but but really trip out, you know. It can really be trippy and, and, and it got a bit scary and I, I, I never liked it. I never liked it. I always only really 
really try to go like, you know, one or two nights max. Um, but, but, but it's funny you were saying about how important sleep is and everything. Literally recently, a girl finished it with me because she couldn't get enough sleep when I stayed around there. <laughs> So, so, so her sleep is so important to her, right? That, that, that's it. And I really like that. She chose sleep over you. Yes. I and think that's a, probably quite common. As, as, yeah. <laughs> it's heartbreaking because she said, like, like, you know, because I have a little, I have a little snore up, right? Now and again, yeah. I'm, little, I'm quite comfortable. I have a little snore, and it was stopping her from, you know, getting that full amount of sleep, and also. Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this, but she was the type of person that would go to sleep or turn the phone at least completely off by eight o'clock. You know, like, so <laughs> I, I, I want to speak to her at nine, ten. I want to say, Girl, how's your night? What are you watching? She ain't watching nothing. She's reading a book by eight. And literally, if I'm not in time to, to phone her, to speak to her, that's it. So I think, how can I have a relationship with this person? You know I mean, it, it's amazing how fixated. And she's only in her 20s, but she knows how important sleep is for her mm. because otherwise she's just a different person. Yeah. So it's such an amazing subject. And right now I've got two really shitty fans on me. One I've got on very quietly because I didn't want to ruin the sound and the other one's not on. But this this weather, it's really, it's hard hard to sleep in this in this weather and this morning i'm hurting from this tennis uh, match i had the other night and uh, the other day and 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 i'm thinking oh, i want to sleep more i'm in pain but when you're in a little pain you know we get a bit old a few aches and everything you can't quite get that position you know i've got a bit of a dodgy shoulder as well it's really it's hard to get a good sleep and when i finally do get one oh my god does it mean something to me and does it change my mood to so much but, uh, you know, a better mood for the day. So I, I really love that you've come up with this subject. Mm. Yeah, it's Paul. It's really interesting you saying all that because there's, I mean, it's a, a few things and it's, it's, it's like a vicious cycle because a lack of sleep, you sort of, you get tired and then there's a few things. So you don't cope with the day as well. You get, you, and it affects your esteem. You sort of like, you feel down yourself. You're a bit oh, anxious. Really and then, bad, yeah. you know, then you get that. And then you go, then you can't sleep as well because you're feeling anxious. Yeah. And you get this nasty cycle. And it's not only, you know, it's, and then, so that's the sort of mental side, but you're talking about as well exercise. You know, you've been doing this. Um, and sleep is like when, so I'm a personal trainer in my day job. Right. And like physical, when we sleep is when our body does a lot of its recovery. You know, Definitely. you know that's that's it's really important for that aspect of it as well. So it's such a fundamental part of uh, how we've developed as a race that we, uh, you know, as, as a breed of um, as a species that we need sleep, and it's and it's often the first thing to go when we're feeling stressed if we have to work late or we want to cram something in, we feel like we can um, just go without, without that extra couple of hours that can make, that can make all the difference. So can you ask me to answer me, or do you know, Sam, like what is the actual right amount that we need? And also, is it then this myth that we only need three or four or six hours, like, you know, and we can be like Kevin Hart, where we can get all these jobs done and production and blah, blah, and, and you know, and still work till late. And because the thing is, I feel like when I over-exhaust myself, I burn out. And when I burn out, 
I tend to relapse. And that's where my mum keeps saying to me, Paul, be careful, be careful. You know what happens when you burn out? And it's like, and I've been really close to that burnout. And then I'll kind of take it back and go, right, I need to rest. So this morning I did a meditation. I've got all like, you know, really calm because I've got a bit of a nice day today. A few things, but nothing major, you know, this. And 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 it's like, wow, I really have to catch myself for, to not go too close to that burnout. And I just wondered what you, what you recommend. Sam, I know you'll have a, a lot to add to that. Um, with your writing and everything, but I'll just say for the record that, yeah, you know, it's recommended seven, eight hours of sleep a night is for most people. These are all generalizations here, but the rule as a general rule is that we should have seven to eight hours sleep for optimal health. Now there are going to be some humans who can cope with less than that, but they are a small percentage of the population and we shouldn't compare ourselves to those people, it's a bit like the equivalent of someone who's seven foot tall, you know, genetically, like that's an outlier. People who can survive on very little sleep are outliers. And people like Kevin Hart, who knows what sort of entourage he has around him to help yeah. him through his day. Do you know what I mean? Making his meals, looking yeah. after his kids, if he's got kids, you know, if he needs a rest, he can have a rest. So yeah, I'd be careful of sort of comparing ourselves to those fantastical things that get put out in the in the press. Thanks. I think like it all starts with sleep in a way, because it's like, if you're not getting the sleep, we say my anxiety, my mental health is affected so immediately. And I kind of lose a day. If I'm if I wake up in the night for any reason and find myself not able to get back to sleep. So I miss, let's say even an hour in the night. Sometimes I wake up, I need a piss and then I like have to read to get back to sleep. And anyway, so I already know, that's how sensitive I am to my sleep levels. I know after that hour, right, even if I sleep through now till the alarm goes off, I know I'm not going to be at my best tomorrow. I know I'm going to flag, right? Because, and then but I, I physically will flag. Sometimes I, I, I have a little nap in the day, which I do love, by the way. It's like a great luxury to have. And it's a brilliant thing to do. Anyway, right? If you feel yes. like you're bur- if you feel like you're burning out, if you feel like you're getting angry or upset or paranoid or anxious, very often, eat something or have a nap. Do you know what I mean? And and it'll and it and it'll be a quick fix. But certainly, I used to, you know, when I was trying to to give up drunk um, drinking and drugs, it was just awful because they would keep you up at night, and then the next day you'd feel so exhausted and miserable that you would, of course the first thing you would turn to would be more drinking drugs to get you through that. And it was the worst vicious circle. And I I really did just sort of, I felt as if I'd learnt or trained myself to live with less sleep. That's what I told myself at the time. And I thought I'm fine now. If I'm, I, you know, used to, I got into it where, I mean, you all have both been there where you sort of think, Oh, it's fine. It's only two. I've got a gap at six. That's a solid four hours. You sort of think mad things. If that was now, I think, right off the rest of the week i'm not going to be functioning at all uh, and i'm going to be feeling on the verge of tears like which i did you know and i still do if i'm tired i will almost feel tearful if i haven't had a good night's sleep you know um so yeah for me it all completely begins and ends it i had I, you know I, i've written a lot of recently about sleep apnea which is this condition i've got paul you you, you talk about snoring right um I snore a lot. It keeps my wife awake at night, right? 
And I also found myself getting increasingly tired in the daytime. So I went to the GP to say, look, what's going on? I'm tired all the time. And they did some blood tests to check it wasn't anything serious, which it wasn't. And then they referred me to a sleep specialist and they ran some tests, which you, which involve you basically wearing a heart monitor and a breathing monitor at night so they can track your breathing. And sleep apnea is where there's like an obstruction in your airways, which can develop as you get older because you, your fucking head as you get older is mutating inside and out the whole time, right? And so your snoring can get louder as you get older because the obstruction that you've What's got there becomes worse. your head that it's mutating? It's, yeah, it's like literally if you imagine your airways, yeah, like your, your throat, your nose and all the tubes connecting – you know, like everything, you, like your body changes, that that changes very, very slowly. So if there's a small obstruction, like right. in your airways there, it'll just get worse over time. It'll yeah. enlarge over time, you know. She was, she was getting scared that I was not going to, you know, I was like going to die or something. That's what it's saying. Actually recorded me at one point, which I thought was really out of order, like on verge of abuse. And 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 and, 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 and that's the thing. And, and she was like, look, you know, I didn't know if you were going to stop breathing or suddenly like well, people it, do that. That's what sleep apnea is. They You stop breathing. And what these tests show is like you stop breathing sometimes in an imperceptible way numerous times throughout the night, which does two things. It means you never get a proper quality sleep. You feel like you, you wake up and you assume you've slept. You haven't been wide awake. But actually, you've never been in a deep sleep throughout the whole night because right. breathing problems keep waking you up in a small way. Right. Uh, so that's what that that that's the problem. So you wake up and then you're although you feel like you've been in bed for eight hours with your eyes shut, you haven't actually got eight hours solid sleep. So you're very tired. That has all the impact that we've been discussing on your mood and on your physical health. But then, uh, it you know it is dangerous because people do stop breathing sometimes for long enough for it to like be actually dangerous for them. So it's it. He, he diagnosed me pretty much over the phone, but he, he got me to do these tests, which confirmed his suspicions. And now I wear a sort of a big, pretty funny kind of mask over my face at night. And it and it basically gently pushes air into my nose, right, while I sleep. And it somehow, don't ask me how, even can track when your breathing is becoming more obstructive and it, and it responds by blowing more air up there. And as a result, at the moment, because it takes some getting used to, because when you first have to wear this mask, you kind of, it does your head in at night because you think, it, you just, it just gets used to But I've had it for a few weeks now, and now, most nights, I put it on, I just sleep through, and I just feel much better the next day. because And, my, and I haven't snored once. So my wife, my, my wife is happier because I have not snored once. And I used to snore every single night. Wow. She hasn't had a peep out of me. Sam, and I'm happier because I'm waking yeah. uh, Since I read this in your newsletter, I've become obsessed with it. And I've told Polly I've got sleep apnea. Without yeah. any without any medical expertise, without seeing anyone, I've, you know, I've diagnosed To, to be myself. honest, I think, I think, you know, I've been going around like, I've got to be careful because I'm going around like an evangelist about it. So I saw my three older brothers <laughs> last weekend and I told all three of them. They without, all want it. Without yeah. even, I didn't. I didn't do them the courtesy of explaining everything like I've just done to you. I just went, mate, you've got sleep apnea, and they're like, "What's that?" And I said, "Just trust me, you've got it, right? You've definitely got it." Because they've got all the symptoms of it. They're tired and they snore really loudly, like me. It's like it's genetic, 
right? <laughs> and, I, I, and I also, it was a, one of my brothers lives out in the countryside and we're all getting together for a family do. And I actually brought this machine and the mask because <laughs> I wanted to show them all it. Yeah. I said, call your doctor. You get it free on the NHS. Can you? Get one of these. Certainly NHS, mate. Yeah, wow. Quite a flash little machine as well. It looks, like it, it looks like it's made by Apple. Honestly, it's this sleek white sort of box next to my bed. What I quite like about it is this idea, that scene in Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader's in his like big egg. Yeah. And he goes in, he obviously yeah. at night and he gets yeah. all his stuff. You know, a few steps That's away exactly that. what it's like. It's like Darth Vader <laughs> in his sleep egg. I'm kicking uh, myself. I could have saved this relationship because she said, look, why don't you go to a doctor and just say and see if you can get something? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I never. Mm. And I didn't do anything about it because I thought, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I it's very common. It's very common. And if you t- if you call your GP, they will straight away think. And I think probably in men of our kind of generation, you know, because you get into your 40s, you know, it sort of is. It, it, that's when it gets worse. The snoring for a lot of men, right? For the for that reason, this is your air your airspace starts to change. Who knows? I mean, I, that did cross my mind about myself. I yeah. did. I, I did. I thought maybe you know I've done done. It might have been might have been uh, damaged back in the day. I did some irretrievable damage to my eyes. I didn't ask the geezer that. Actually, I might have told the professor that. Like, because um, I, I sometimes do overshare. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he was quite yeah. a posh guy, Professor Dylan from the Richmond Sleep Clinic. And he was asking me various questions about my breathing. And I'm on the phone to him. Well, I did do a lot of gear back in the day, mate. I mean, that might have had a... No, that geezer from status quo, his old fucking nasal passage fell out in the shower, didn't it? Imagine how the amount he snores, poor old Francis Rossi. Gee. Um, but, yeah... So it, who knows? It might be to do with that. Yeah. But I, uh, the important thing is you do get used to it and then you feel good. Like today I'm talking to you and I slept through really well last night with the mask on all night and I can feel it in myself. I just feel energised and more upbeat, you know. So it's an interesting thing. And, um, yeah, you diagnose yourself. But to be honest, Dan, it's it, you can sort of done, diagnose done yourself, really. Because... The symptoms are pretty straightforward. It, I mean, I don't know if you get tired during the day. You're a very energetic guy. I don't know if you have that symptom. Less so now. Less so now. I definitely like have better energy balance, and I can, you know, mm. I used to collapse during the day, like just have to fall asleep, mm. and um, yeah, I think that was just my body and mind recovering after many years of like not sleeping properly and just getting back into a good routine. But it's funny to Paul, like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your relationship and like the. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I think she's onto something in terms of like it's very hard to actually put into practice, but like getting into bed at like at a, a decent time. So like, I'm just gonna talk about the process. You know, I'm sure everyone's heard of like circadian rhythm. Like our bodies are designed so at night, like when the lights go down, we get hormones released into our body that tells us it's time to go to sleep. Then during the sleep, there's various different cycles which like do different things to our body, like for memory, for mood, um, for the physical side of things. So like that whole process is a really important process. And when it's off and we don't get that good sleep, where it has an effect on us the next day, like food's oh. a good one. So I was saying, Sam, to you earlier about, mm. you know, when you've had a bad night's sleep and you're hungry, you've got this sort of like raging hunger the next day. Um, 
that that's that's again that's hormonal because you're producing less of this one called leptin which is a hunger suppressant amongst other things and there you've got more of this one ghrelin which is um which is uh you know increases your appetite so like there's a real actual chemical response your body has to not getting the right amount of sleep that puts all sorts of things out of balance and in the same way we wake up in the morning i have a routine i have a shower brush my teeth like there's a bedtime routine that ideally we have so that our body is preparing for that that sleep Mm -hmm. so yeah you know i'm pretty passionate about sleep and because a lot of my clients want to lose weight I tell them that the foundation is, you know, sleep. That's going to be the first, what the first thing you want to get sorted is like getting good. So because you're, you're more likely to eat badly, but also just the process of sleeping itself. Does that mentally, physically, everything, everything is laid. The foundation is coming from sleep. You know, that's Mm. where the day starts sort of thing. There's a great book about it, isn't there? Called why we sleep which I started to read like most books started and never finished, but it is, I can't, I'm just going to look it up. Oh yeah, here it is. Why we sleep, the new science of sleep and dreams by a bloke called Matthew Walker, um, who's a scientist and director of the center for human sleep science at the university of California. What a, what a fucking great job that is. (laughs) Director of the center for sleep science. Fantastic. You know, there's that thing, though, isn't it? Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it gets, you know, it gets instilled in people, yeah, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's not really, uh, yeah, it's not really a good one, is it? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you know, people talk about productivity and some people get obsessed with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a crusader against the cult of productivity, although I've certainly been someone who's fallen victim to it a lot over the years and I still can't, you know, although I talk about, oh, it's more important to rest, it's, it's, you shouldn't get kind of, you know, obsessed with these people on Instagram who tell you about these incredibly productive like regimes they have. It's all bollocks. You've got to just fucking look after yourself. I believe in that. Um, but the reality is I'm still someone who I'm anxious if I've got a to-do list that hasn't been completed. I'm anxious if it gets the end of the day and I feel like I haven't really done anything substantial that day. I've got nothing, no work completed or anything to show for for the day. Um, I'd like to be more comfortable with just, yeah, not every day, but just being able to have a balance where, like, I, I almost consider having rested a bit that day or done things that are just purely enjoyable that's a that's a good achievement but i still i'm almost like a little bit addicted because i've just was like it when i was younger to still you know sort of getting a bit agitated or feeling shit about myself unless i've done enough you know um so uh but i think probably if you you know if you one thing's for sure with me is that if i do want to get things done if i do have deadlines or i do have a to-do list that i want to eradicate if I haven't had a good night's sleep, I'm much less likely to be able to. Yeah. If I've had a good night's sleep, I can get 20 things done in a day, you know. So. And and also the, the magic of the morning, you know, I've realised now since being in recovery is that being up earlier, I get so much more done 
in the morning when I never used to, you know, if, you know, I used to be by midday. I'd only just start doing things. And I ne- when now, if I if I see that if the amount of stuff I can do for in that morning, it's like I've done so like double the amount. And like last night, you know, I said to Sam, I'll make sure, like, if you don't mind, just let me know, like, whatever time, like, uh, to to to, to just give you a little me. reminder call, yeah. yeah. Because I worry about, like you, I've got that anxiety going on. Like, what if I miss it? And if I don't do that, then I won't be able to be happy with myself. Mm, and mm. I can't not, you know, that's another thing I've got to get done. And it's that to-do list and it's that ticking off and not, you know, letting anyone down and that kind of, but it, it consumes me. And I don't, because I've got too many things going on. That I, 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 my, my, my experience is that I have, you know, now and again, missed a few things or suddenly realised and it's a bit late and, like, I'm still really, really managing all of that and trying to find that balance of... And it is about slowing down. I really believe that. Yeah, when I when I started to take my recovery more seriously, which took me a couple of years, like, I was sober for a couple of years, but I don't think I really took my recovery seriously enough. But when I did, one of the first things that I found helped is just trying to take things out of my life rather than constantly putting things into them. Like doing an audit and stripping down the amount of shit that was literally in my diary. Right. And always thinking twice about saying yes to things. And I think that ties in with what we're talking about today. Like, doesn't it, Dan? Like the the sleep and the balance and the importance to rest, rest your body. It comes down to pretty fundamental shit. Like, look at your diary. If I have nowadays, if I have more than two like serious things in my diary on a, on a single day, I start to get a bit anxious about it. When I was younger, I'd be the opposite. If there wasn't much in my diary, I would get anxious about that. I'd want everything to be filled back to back. You know, I think that organisation is an invaluable tool in terms of mental health because I remember when my first sort of professional job, I used to go into meetings and I remember very vividly being told why haven't you got a pen and paper here like you mm. need to be writing this stuff down i don't know i don't remember it but i i'd never had a to-do list i literally mm. can't believe i'm saying that now because i rely on having my calendar for the week with every sort of client i have yeah. every significant family thing that i have um and also having a daily to-do list where i put down <laughs> if it's something important i'll put it down straight away at that moment yeah. so that i don't because otherwise i forget it and then i get Paul, what you were just talking about, where I suddenly realised too late that I haven't prepared for something or I've missed it. And that just stresses me out. And obviously, you know, there's a bit of like self-loathing and resentment and all that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, that's a vicious cycle. So it does start with that, you know, preparation, good and sleep and, you know, all those sort of things like the night before, just a little preparation. Well, without sleep, that goes down the pan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I tell tell you what I've started to do a lot is I set alarms for myself through the day because I realise that even having shit in the diary is not enough because I get very immersed in certain things. I might be writing something or, you know, like editing a podcast or whatever it is, and I get very deeply focused. And even if something was in my diary, I'll just completely forget. So now my fucking alarm, my phone is next to me and it's beeping. I hate my alarm ringtone as well, but I've noticed it. I could change it to any ringtone. I'd just resent the fact that my phone was interrupting my 
vibe right yeah. uh, i have it i have alarms go off numerous times throughout the day now to just remind me i have one to just remind me to pick my son up from school i know it's sort of embarrassing to say that i would forget to do that but i would i'd be late or i'd be late and he'd be the last one there unless i set alarms for myself well i wish we could actually tell you what the alarm's for though you now need yeah. to up your son you now need to go on that podcast you know like yeah. because a lot of the time i'm like but i just set because i set alarms and then i just think oh it's just i just set an alarm from last stupid week. alarm pointless <laughs> just ignore that <laughs> the thing is, you have the alarm and then you have your diary and like you have to you see if you see the fucking alarm go off you got to check your calendar because you think there must be a reason for this but yeah, there's your problem. If you literally are ignoring your own notes yourself, there's, I don't know what to tell you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid pull, stupid pull from the past, telling me what to do. <laughs> oh, All right, lads, uh, that's been great. I think we should wrap it up now. But um, I guess uh, the only suggestion we've got for each other and everyone listening is fucking make sure you get a decent eight hours at night it's brilliant i love it oh and i always say to my wife and she agrees and i, I always tell this gentleman it's like invest in comfort i know the most important thing in your house is not your fucking tv or your fridge or your gadgets it's your fucking bed right yeah. get the very best mattress you can afford right get the best pillow you can afford <laughs> that changed my life right oh. Get the nicest, softest blankets you can afford. You can't always get, not everyone can afford the best ones, but get the maximum you can stretch to. Never scrimp on comfort because yeah. everything will flow from there, won't it? Wow, what a great tip. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We should get some sponsorship from John Lewis for that. Yeah. Yeah, all right, silence. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can uh, you tweet me at the uh, at Delaney Man. Um, or follow me at The Reset Sam. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Dan, or in fact train with him, then it's, what is at it? 66daysuk, or 66days.co for the website. <laughs> What's your thing on Instagram, Paul? That's where you're most active, isn't it? That's my name, man. Paul Danan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice Thanks, one, lads. Dad. Until Thanks, next time, uh, you know, spread the word, Club Reset forever. Bye.